Hi, I'm Tony Hines, and you're listening to the Chain Reaction Podcast, all about supply chain advantage. So, let's get started. Improvement is at the center of what we do managing supply chains. Every one of us is searching for better ways to achieve the outcome. And that involves managing our resources effectively and being efficient in the processes that we design. Kaizen is a fantastic word. It's Japanese and it means change for the better. So that's what this week is all about. Change for the better. Continuous improvement. So, let's take a look at what we've learned during the past few decades about improving systems, processes, and practices. This continuous improvement process, if we break it down, can be divided into three parts. Continuous improvement adds value. It removes cost by removing waste, which is the MUDA. It smooths flows by removing unevenness in the supply chain, the MUDA. And it removes any difficulties, the MURAI. So it's the MUDA waste The Mura, unevenness in the flow, blockages, etc. And removing difficulties, the Murai. I mentioned in my Supply Chain Strategies book that the acronym WISDOM2 is useful to recall the steps in lean thinking. And it follows the Kaizen approach, the total quality management approach of continuous improvement. And so, wisdom two, we begin by eliminating waiting times. Inventory levels we keep low without affecting service. Sources of waste and issues are identified and removed. We eliminate defects. Zero defects. Six Sigma. Overproduction. We build to order, not for stock. Movement. We only have necessary movement. We avoid any unnecessary movement and double handling. And we redesign our processes if necessary to achieve that. Transportation routes, we make them efficient and we save the environment and the planet. Overprocessing, don't do it. So that's what Wisdom 2 is. The opportunities for continuous improvement, of course, are endless. We can start with every 
process and we can look at it from procurement through manufacture, through service development, through design, through innovative ideas, through the operations, right through the whole supply chain and the network until the product or the service reaches the final customer. And each step in the chain is an opportunity for improvement. So, you can also think about the systems for information to manage those processes, to manage the steps, and how you can improve the systems and introduce digital transformation into the organization so that you can improve every aspect with faster, more accurate data that can be transformed into information to manage the organization and the supply chain. So there's lots of things that you can actually do to improve every process, every system, every activity. Kaizen was a very useful tool when introduced to line operatives to help them think about the quality of their work and how to improve the processes. And of course, it began a way of thinking because the mantra was, think of the next operation or the next department as your customer and do everything you can to improve the smooth flow, cut out the waste and any difficulties before it gets to them. Imai's 1986 book entitled Kaizen was the first to discuss the success of Japanese manufacturing using Kaizen. The Toyota manufacturing system was legendary and many of the pioneers of the total quality movement either worked for or advised Toyota. And they introduced many changes to improve production processes through design and innovation and in the process steps themselves. And of course, one of the things that they introduced was just-in-time. And they tried out the just-in-time system really before the age of digital computing. Now it's much easier to manage inventory flows and smooth them more easily because you've got the data to do it. But nevertheless, Toyota persisted and they were quite successful in managing just-in-time systems so that they lowered their inventory cost, removed unnecessary cost from the system, improved the flow of goods, and, of course, were able to build 
the final product in shorter times. So they became the archetypical lean manufacturing company. The basic principle of just-in-time is simple. Order the stock items when they're needed. Avoid the need to hold any stock, and as a consequence, avoid risks of obsolescence, redundant stock, or waste in the inventory system. The practice required the coordination of processes to be managed efficiently, and it placed a great deal of responsibility with suppliers, who have to respond quickly when supplies are ordered. Components and raw materials have to arrive at the production centre exactly when they're needed, and it eliminates the need to hold stock and reduces queues in the work-in-process inventory. Effectively, peaks and troughs are ironed out of the system, the right goods in the right place at the right time. And that's what Just In Time was about. Importantly, from a financial perspective, it lowers the working capital needed to manage the flow of goods. Lean production is sometimes called the big jet, the big just in time. And of course, it focuses on Kaizen, and in particular, the elimination of waste. Lean production systems are flexible and responsive to customer needs. Organizations implementing lean production systems can lower costs in production. And the principles developed in the automotive industry have since migrated to many different industries. And the key principles of lean are as important today as they ever were. As a consequence, organizations often need to work closely together with their suppliers. And the supply network becomes integral to the management of the supply chain. It's not just the organization managing the system, but the whole network has to manage that system. And I suppose that became part of the business process re-engineering development, because business processes had to be redesigned to fit in with these new ways of working. And that's what has to happen. You have to develop ideas, implement them, change the practices, change the way you do things, improve things. And that's all part of continuous improvement, which is what we're talking about here. It's not simply lean manufacturing systems that are important. Agility too is important. And we've talked about agility in a number of the chain reaction podcasts over the weeks. Agility is important to be responsive. Agility is about being responsive and lean and agile or the agile as they coined the phrase. I think it was Naylor, Nyme, and Berry back in 1999 that used that phrase, Lee Agility. And that's really important because Lee Agility is 
lean and agile systems melded together to manage risk and improve the system. Suppliers need to be responsive to variable customer demand. So changes in demand are important, and that's what agility is about. As the volumes change, you need to respond. And you need to try and manage disruptions to the supply chain, such as the bullwhip effect, which Jay Forrester talked about in his System Dynamics books. Replenishment lead times and information flows are critical to the management of the agility or lean and agile systems. In lean strategies, the emphasis is on manufacturing to a forecast, keeping inventory holding low and seeking economies of scale in production. Agility relies on making to order, acting on actual demand signals from the market, postponing production until the demand is known and being capable of adjusting capacity quickly. Decoupling points become central to the concept of agility. An organization is able to postpone production and is able to hold strategic inventory, which can be used across different products. For example, generic and modular parts and components that can be interchanged between different finished products will be classified as strategic inventories. Both lean and agile strategies require organizations to manage their inventories carefully to lower cost, while simultaneously delivering customer service. Value stream mapping has been an important way for organizations to identify issues that could be improved, and it's been applied both to manufacturing and to service organizations. Lean thinking has now been embedded in many organizations, and it's a way of unlocking value in the supply chain. It's not what many people who don't know about supply chain think about lean as a means of simply cutting cost. It isn't. It's a way to follow the value chain. You can identify all the value-creating activities through the value stream and make it flow smoothly through the system at the pull of the customer. In other words, it's focused on the customer. And that's an important specification. The customer is central in lean. Lean thinking and Kaizen, this continuous improvement, is an exceptionally important means of creating value. And it's important today as it was when the ideas were first developed by Imai Ono and the great quality gurus. And I include others like Deming in that process. So lean thinking is what 
every manager worth his salt or her salt ought to be thinking about. And Kaizen, continuous improvement, change for the better, should be the mantra of everyone in every organization. So that's it for this edition of Chain Reaction. Taking a look at Kaizen, continuous improvement, change for the better, and associated concepts such as lean thinking and agility. I hope you found it interesting. And I hope it stimulates you to go on and read about those concepts a little more and think about how you may put them into practice in your organization. So, this is Tony Hines signing off. See you next time. Bye for now.